good news to shout in your ears. The long lost dollar has come back to the fold. With silver you can turn your dreams to gold. Oh, we're in the money. Hello one, hello all. Welcome to the June 28th through June 30th edition of Show Business. I am CP. And I am Lindsay of Mad Two Cents of Nonsense. Welcome. And I'm Jaimeen Fuego, back after uh, very sadly missing last week, but awesome stand-in with Cody. Can never go wrong with him. So, We, we said you were... You were what did we say that he, he was? I think you said on assignment. On assignment, that's exactly. What I watched said. some of it yeah, when I could. I was like waiting in line, trying to tune in and stuff, and yeah. On assignment, and he's got news for us. Uh, some some early breaking news, but before we get to all the fun stuff, let's get to the boring stuff. The the math. Um, Toy Story held on with sixty million. Annabelle comes home, came in second, with twenty million. Yesterday in third at 17 million. Aladdin finally knocked out of that three spot with 10 million. And Secret Life of Pets, which was in five last week, in five again this week with 7 million. So, Toy Story kind of cut in half. That that seems pretty, pretty normal. Is yep. Annabelle at 20? Is that a lot? Not a lot? What, 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 do we, what do we think of Annabelle coming in at 20? of an underperformance from what i would think i mean based on you know the previous two entries doing in the 30s and uh i mean is there conjuring fatigue that's what people are starting to speculate <laughs> now i don't know <laughs> that's a really good point uh, that it could be the fatigue it's just uh, unfortunately that it's this movie that got it because i feel like this is the movie that could really like if, the, if this was the first annabelle movie that we had like if annabelle never happened annabelle creation which i liked but if it, if this was like the first annabelle movie we had after the first conjuring that would be so exciting because there'd be like the the world that this could go to is like it's never been better defined ever and so it's like give me more but if it's going to perform like this we might not get more and i'm sad now yeah so i i have the uh for those of you listening on the podcast there are always visual aids uh every monday night at 9 p.m on the willie screedia youtube channel um, if I may, beautifully crafted visual aids by the amazingly talented CP. Well, your check's in the mail, sir. Um, Sweet. So anyway, so anyway, what, what's interesting about the the numbers for this this Conjuring verse is the movies don't do incredibly well, uh, you know, opening weekend domestic, but worldwide they make their money. Um, mm -hmm. The Nun opening weekend, 53. Domestic total, 117. Worldwide, 366. Con Conjuring 2, total domestic, 102. Worldwide, total, 320. Like, it, they're all solid for 300 million worldwide. Meanwhile, Annabelle Comes Home, which just came out, 20 million. 31 total domestic, but worldwide, it's already at 76. It's going to make 100 million worldwide. Um, I, I, what do you make of that? What is it? What is the rest of the world seeing in this series that we don't? Uh, they don't have to deal with some of the weak dialogue that some of these movies have because they wow, good point. I, I mean, I, I, I again, I liked it. Annabelle comes home, but a couple of the lines, a couple of the scenes were a little clunky, and like throughout the series, there's definitely a little bit of that. And when you don't have to deal with any of that, you're just waiting to get scared. You know, maybe it works. Like the same reason why people over here love Ringu. Mm -hmm. I'm probably not pronouncing that right, but the Japanese uh, ring. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to be all American about it, uh, yeah, I, it's. 
I mean, the world, the rest of the world loves what we make these days, and people here in the States are kind of lukewarm to it. It's kind of the ongoing story of 2019, I feel like. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Well, well, and I was going to point to something I know CP said a few weeks ago, and the fact that films like us will do so good domestically, and then it's the opposite abroad. You know, I think maybe certain certain urban themes and stuff don't always translate as well, but yet big spectacle of silliness, whether it's Transformers or something that maybe they're, they're putting the cart before the horse with all these spinoffs and all these side films because they're still working on Crooked Man and they're still working oh, on God. Third Conjuring. And they're still, I mean, is it too much too fast with this franchise and the domestic audience is just not caring as much, but yet the interact internationally you know all of the transformers and big bay silliness or whatever and this was a cheesy movie let's be fair and honest about it <laughs> i i do not like gary Doberman's work with this franchise very much personally i i thought creation was significantly better but in hindsight creation really feels like its own little pocket thing it felt less like an actual controversial film mm-hmm. and uh yeah, whereas this one had the wardens in it, for God's sake. So they were really banking on that, even though they were probably on set for a, a day or two, maybe, with the amount that they were in the movie. But, I mean, yeah, maybe it is too much too soon with this franchise. But, uh, I mean, if abroad they're going to keep making money, they're going to keep cranking these out. So, Lindsay, what was your thought on uh, Annabelle Comes Home? Uh, I, uh, I, okay, so I didn't, I knew this movie was coming. But until Home? I saw Bright. Uh, <laughs> until I saw Brightburn, I hadn't actually seen anything on it, and then Brightburn came out, and I'm like, oh, that looks okay. Oh, that comes out in two months? Oh, that's probably not going to be very good. Uh, I should probably have heard about this a little more before this, or maybe I'm just out of the loop. Who knows? Uh, but I, I liked it. I liked the characters. I I thought it was adorable that uh, the, the Warrens, like you said, probably filmed for a day and a half, and they that's it, and then they're out. Uh, but but I liked their daughter. I thought the actress was good. I liked the, the Mary Ellen, who was babysitting her, who was apparently in the first Jumanji and might have been written out of Jumanji, too. I didn't see her in that trailer that dropped today. We'll talk about I that later. I didn't see it either. Yeah, I thought we would. <laughs> right. um, uh, but I, I it, it did... It, the, the most fascinating thing about the controversy for me has always been that room in the Warrens' house and wanting how it's like this uh, franchise's version of the basement from uh, Cabin in the Woods. And I've always wanted to just see what happens when you mess with all that. The but fact that that movie did this, I loved. Why are they focusing on that one doll? It's a room full of stuff. Like you, you, you technically have the Marvel equivalent of a universe there. Just, just go through the room and figure out what, what the you know the kaleidoscope on the second shelf does like why do they keep going back to this doll and and i guess a a piggyback question do you think that maybe they got a little cocky and both annabelle and child's play kind of cannibalized each other being so tight to one another because child's play took a hit it i think it went down 69 percent. it made four million i think it came in eighth place this week you actually took the exact point I was about to make, and the <laughs> fact that these two going head on against one another, people were just like, "Oh, we got to." And plus, Toy Story also being in theaters too, mm-hmm. although that's obvious counter programming. But mm-hmm. you know, three toy-based movies, two of them being horror. Uh, I don't know. I would imagine, yeah, it's exactly right. They almost can- canceled each other out to some degree. Child's Play, obviously, being the you know one that suffered more because of this. But I, in in some ways, I maybe enjoyed child's play more than this film i don't know i just 
Cecil, to, to kind of jump off what, what Lindsay was saying, said the same thing. This was the payoff for the promise from the very first movie and the fact that, oh, they show this room, they show all the craziness in there. For me, this didn't feel like a very worthwhile or satisfying payoff for going into that room and all the things you could have mm -hmm. potentially seen. Right. You know, oh, we start going with this bride stuff. And I don't know. I just I, I didn't really like this movie very much, although I did enjoy the characters more, especially the girl who starts out snooty and doing the dumb stereotypical horror thing of I'm just going to do what I'm told not to and damn the consequences. But she had more of an arc than I was anticipating, and I did really like her character more than I thought I would. And, and I like the Warren's little girl, you know, the, the daughter from uh, White Tooth and like everything now from the young version of Sabrina and Captain Marvel, uh, Dino's favorite, shout out Dino, love you, man. And- uh, Oh, that was her, that's hilarious. And, and also Hill House as, uh, as the young Thea. So she's in just about everything now. And I thought she was really strong in this too. And, you know, she, she continues to prove she's a very, very talented young actress and I, I look forward to more of what she does specifically so cody leach in the youtube chat says annabelle wasn't shit jump scare 101 um, yeah i saw his thumbnail and it was funny where he's like holding chucky and he's just like pointing <laughs> we, we did get a 99 cent super chat from brie larson or earlier in the youtube chat thank you thank you so much buddy or yeah. lady or whoever you are person maybe yeah it's gender neutral inanimate this is true, true. I, I should not engender them you're, you're correct you're correct so um for those like i you know being in the horror sphere uh fuego i don't know if you've seen as much as i have about child's play being being just a complete disaster um i'm happy to report to those people that child's play 2019 as of right now has officially made more money than seed of chucky it's only Ooh. been nine days it's already wow. made more money than seed of chucky so everybody needs to calm down it gets released in mid-july into the rest of the world so that is a little oh gun it's still not jumping. released worldwide well, july oh, okay. 18th is where europe okay. the, the the bulk of europe gets child's place so it's doing it's just fine that, yeah it's interesting they're distancing it in the international market from Annabelle and mm -hmm. you know they're, they're just like hey you know in, in, in the US where they're hopeful maybe the IP is a little bit more recognizable but I don't know some of those I know so many friends down in South America and Europe and parts of Asia that they love them some some Chucky too he's as iconic as anybody from you know Freddy to Jason to right. you know all, all those big 80s stalwarts yeah so. Nico friend of the channel says that uh, over in Germany there's a lot of marketing material for Child's Play and and people are kind of fired up for it. So uh, worldwide money helps. And and again, it, it's already passed. It's doing okay, everybody. Uh, once once again, both Curse and Cult combined to make six million total. Mm. We're <laughs> doing okay if we're child's play. But um, I digest. Uh, there's a, a fairly large movie coming out tonight. Uh, evidently tonight at midnight because technically uh -huh. tonight at midnight is um, the second and I guess Spider-Man they're they're gonna go for a Tuesday record which I think they own probably um, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> let me see well, the last Spider-Man opened up on a Tuesday didn't it so when that was that the record holder uh, I'll Tuesday yeah they, they like that July 4th date or that July mm -hmm. 4th neighborhood Spider-Man Homecoming was July 7th. Uh, Spider-Man 2, the 2004 version, was Best June in the franchise. 30th. Yep. That was June 30th. 
and then oh, the amazing Spider-Man was July third. That that Spider-Man two might be might be a, a Tuesday. I I don't know. I, I'm trying to figure out what it was, but there's there's a funky Tuesday record, and I'm almost certain it's it's a Spider-Man movie. But uh, to go through some of these opening weekends, um, which is strange because. We won't be able to apply that here as this movie's coming out Tuesday. So it won't be an opening yeah. weekend. It'll have like a three-day fresh run, which won't count towards the opening weekend. Uh, Spider-Man 3 is the, the highest opening weekend in, in the Spider-Man series with 151. Homecoming with 117. The original 2002 Spider-Man with 115. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man 2 with 91, the regular, the OG Spider-Man 2 with 88, Amazing mm. Spider-Man with 62, and Into the Spider-Verse, which is the only non-summer release that came out in December just just a couple months ago. That that opened to 35 million. Great, oh, so movie. sad. Should have done movie. so much better. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, it won Oscars, so I guess it won in the end. But it's, yeah, uh, yeah. Oof. Man, think movie. about how much that 115 million adjusted from 2002 would probably be. I'm I'm really curious because that that was a gangbuster of money back in the day, and that really, along with X Men, as everybody knows, you know, helped to just usher mm -hmm. in you know, this new era of of superhero films actually being quality. Yeah, so. adjusted, it might be close, if not the highest uh, opening weekend. You know, if we're, if we're talking adjusted, because Spider-Man three, uh, I don't know, Spider-Man three is only five years after that. Yeah, um, it'd be and close, but I'm pretty sure it would it would skip. Obviously, it would skip over the 117 of of Homecoming. But um, sad, sad. The worst in the series is the one with the highest opening box office. I think that's the worst Spider-Man movie, personally. Some would argue Amazing Two, but Spidey Three, I the, would the dance. And everything, I just can't. I would, you could, you could pick the Spider-Man with the amazing in the title, and I'll give it to you. <laughs> I didn't like the first one. Uh, yeah. Wait, guys, okay. hold on. Are we ignoring the Japanese Spider-Man uh, show with like the mech and stuff like that? I mean, come on, not. <laughs> it's, it's a TV show. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, but apparent. Uh, oh wait, no. I guess this is lifetime gross. I pulled up Spider-Man movies at the box office adjusted, and uh, the adjusted total gross of Spider-Man One was six twenty-six million. Mm. Uh, that's not the opening, but eh, that's you know that's 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 yeah. that's a big number. Yeah. So so discounting Spider-Verse, which which came out in December, you have mm -hmm. as low as sixty-two, as high as one fifty-one. Uh, and then you have to factor in that that there's a three-day practice. Where do you guys see Spider-Man falling this weekend? Mm. For the for the for the normal three-day. Yeah, not for the Friday, Saturday, Saturday Sunday. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming it'll still take first, but it might not be as uh, it might be like deceptively commanding of a lead. Or I guess because Midsummer's gonna do the same thing too. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's gonna win the weekend, but it's gonna. Uh, a lot of what it could have been, we'll think, will get eaten up. I think over a hundred. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually going to say less than a hundred because I think so many are going to see it early in the week. I mean, it, it might be in the ninety range or eighty-five to ninety, but since since it's so front-loaded with coming out so early in the week, I actually thought it was coming out Wednesday, yeah. and there were going to be pre-preview screenings, you know, Tuesday evening. But they're mm -hmm. they're getting a head start on July fourth, but. I mean, un unless the Stranger Things factor really just Ooh. plays in, you know, which <laughs> I mean, which could be. Uh, Barbara, 
you, yeah, barbecues and Stranger Things. I don't know. <laughs> you do have to remember that July Fourth is a Thursday, and people, mm -hmm. most people, have off for the fifth. So you're getting two glorified Saturdays this weekend, because Friday will, as far as movie theaters are concerned, will act just like a Saturday. So you get Friday yeah. acting like a Saturday, Saturday acting like a Saturday, and then, and then Sunday. Usually Fridays the the business is slow in the morning, but if if people are home, that's not going to be the case this Friday. It, it it's interesting. I mean, this three day practice run. I, I don't know what you, what you call it. This this Tuesday to Thursday stuff. I I mean, I don't remember July Fourth being a a really popular day for movies. Usually, people are out doing their thing. But mm -hmm. I I mean, back in the '90s when Will Smith was all the rage, like ID Four changed. You know going to see a movie anytime around July 4th and then it became much more of a hotbed for that I think but is it still as 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 prevalent and prominent I'm not so certain but hey they obviously like the release date like you said man so so Dr. Dead in the YouTube chat says 215 5 day opening that's an interesting mm. so that's that's mm. from from tonight at midnight through Sunday which I I could see that I could yeah. see that too yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's Spider Man, it's Marvel, it's the first big ones, or it's the only one since uh, Endgame, uh, and yeah, so we're finally getting. Uh, and also, Endgame jumped from thirteenth to seventh place this week with the re-release. So oh, yeah. oh right. I, we were going to announce that. I wish I had time to go back to see that, but <laughs> <laughs> that we're we're ever so closer. Um, that that'll be talked about in the news, but uh, this time next week we'll be talking about a new number one. Yeah, easily. Oh, easily. wow. Sure. 270. Yeah, wow. I didn't realize up to 2.7. Okay, yeah, it's, it's happening. Okay. <laughs> so I did actually see another one of these movies, guys, at an early screening on Tuesday I saw yesterday. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that, this is one that I was actually quite interested in, and it, it fell short, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, the, the third act was way too predictable, but it had some charm to it. Uh, it's it's, it's, it's un unfortunate because I... I kept comparing it to Across the Universe, which is a movie that wow. interweaves beat songs into a narrative that I'm a really big fan of, and mm -hmm. it fell short drastically of, of comparison to that movie. And also, Rocket Man really impressed me with with so many different dance numbers and you know some of the drama that they injected in. Uh, it was cute, it was quaint, and you're, you're you know quaint. not really much be not not really much beyond that. Fuego so. is speaking of yesterday, of course. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you forgot to mention the title of the movie. <laughs> oh, oh, I said it at the beginning. Yeah, or I thought I did. Uh, if I <laughs> did, in case we'll double up. Look, yeah. look, guys. Yesterday, all our troubles seemed so far away, <laughs> and I'm here to say. Oh, you don't even know this song. I, mean, I, I thought I. I, thought I... <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Get, get get hit for copyright by singing it or something, oh, man. And they'll yeah. their flag you. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was uh, something that I was quite quite excited about, and you know the the audience of uh, people a lot older than me seemed to really dig on it. But uh, you know, um, yeah, there, it it just was very very much fluff. I I, I guess the lead is uh, he's someone that was very popular from a BBC soap. I had not seen him in anything previously, and I love Lily James, but they just didn't have as much chemistry as I thought was necessary. And I don't know, the songs were decently well interwoven just i don't know kept making the across the universe comparison it's pretty oh. light right it's it's a guy who like what the, the world forgets beatles music and this guy just kind of capitalizes on it and mm -hmm. amongst beatles the, music 
Yeah, amongst other things. And there's a few trickle factors that are funny. Like when, when he realizes there's no Beatles in the world and he's like searching, he like Googles the Beatles and it just keeps bringing up Wikipedia for Beatle Beatles with the two mm. E's, you know, actual Beatles. And then he's like, no way. And then he just searches Oasis and there's no Oasis either. And he's like, oh, makes really? sense. Yeah, which I thought was a funny bit, but well, they, uh, they did do a little fallout there. That's cool. I'm glad that they did that. That is that, neat. That's cute. You can okay. do that yeah. with Leonard Skidder now and, and have uh, Greta Van Fleet not exist. <laughs> Seriously, right? Or... <laughs> who was the serial killer who liked Helter Skelter? I wonder if he was a thing in that universe. Like... Charles Manson. Yeah. Oh, well, oh, it was Manson. Okay, so yeah, he probably was. Still, uh, but, did they, did they <laughs> cover any of the serious stuff, like like Lennon and and the? Uh, there is a member. I don't know if Is I should spoil. Is that a spoiler? spoiler? Okay. But, yeah, okay. you you might have you, you might have guessed something right there, sir. But, oh. Oh. Okay. Well, but, let's move on. Let's move on. There's I'm no actually spoilers. intrigued now. I was I, I kind of thought it was like a puff piece, but if if they if they go down some of those roads, I'm I'm actually quite intrigued. Go there, there's, please. There's, there's there's one scene where a deceased Beatles member shows up, and I won't say who it is. So there you go. I guess that's about as far as I oh, care to drift. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. That is awesome. Uh, and what there's is... also a, a beat of, so, you know, he's the only one, right, that, uh, you know, remembers who they are. You have to figure there has to be at least another person or two somewhere in the world as this guy is getting bigger and bigger and performing their songs. Cause he get it's, it's in the first few minutes of the, of the movie. They show it in the trailer. He, he gets in like run over while he's riding his bicycle. And so he's in like this comatose state when this electrical surge goes through the entire world and everybody forgets and so on and so forth. And you have to figure maybe somebody else somewhere would have been familiar with their music yeah. and in some similar state. And there's a couple people and they do do something unexpected with the confrontation aspect there that I will give the film credit for. It's, so. it's a hell of a premise. Like it, it sounds like mm-hmm. it'd be a neat, like a twilight zone episode or something, but um, in, in a feature length format, uh, I'm skeptical, but, but mm-hmm. intrigued equally as much. So, so, so there's that. Um, you also... And it's also Danny Boyle, so you know, that's worth throwing out there. He always yeah, makes Danny interesting Boyle's movies. Kind of hit or miss yeah. for me. No, he is, but they're always interesting. Yeah, and his stuff is so drastically different too. I mean, yeah. if the same guy did Slumdog Millionaire, Twenty Eight Days Later, Train Spotting, I mean, Sun Sunshine, which I love and I think is really underrated as far as mm-hmm. science fiction goes, and Train Spotting so. Two, which was quite touching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And uh, a friend of mine worked on uh, Steve Jobs, and she says he is a fascinating, but also like super easygoing guy to work with. She had she uh, she was very complimentary. They 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 shot a couple things very close together. She's a very interesting guy. She says, hmm. uh, but yeah. I- I'll have to check it out. I I, I was going to see it today. Uh, I won't get into the drama I've had today, but today has been a headache. So sadly, I did not get to see it. But I am going to see it without a doubt. Yeah, that that is that that will be the interesting movie to keep an eye on. I'm curious to see if mm-hmm. by this time next week, if yesterday is above or below Aladdin, because mm. the the the, uh-huh. the the slow rate in which Aladdin is just tiptoeing away is is admirable yeah. we haven't seen something like this in a long time i think aladdin, at least since jumanji yeah aladdin is it went down what 20 percent? 23 23 percent. that's that's really good yeah um 
But that's one thing about these live action Disney's when they're when they hit well, like you know, mm-hmm. the Lion King and Beauty and the Beast, they have the longevity. And like we talked about a couple weeks ago, when stuff like Dumbo, I, I think Dumbo is still in some select theaters, but it's not making any money. They're mm-hmm. just they're just keeping it out there for whatever reason. Maybe with hopes that somebody sees Aladdin and they're like, oh, we had so much fun with Aladdin. Maybe, oh, we never saw the Dumbo movie. Let's go see the Dumbo movie. I, okay, think, but... I think Will Smith announced that this is his highest grossing film, too. Aladdin is the highest grossing Will Smith vehicle. Whoa. He's that's... actually great in it. I, I, I liked yeah, him a lot I don't more than I thought it. I would. I really don't mm. hate it. I wanted to hate it, and I don't. So mm. whatever that's worth. <laughs> well, I agree. I, I think he was the best part of the movie. But is it? He's got a some high grossing movies. Is it? Oh my God! It is. What? Let us in on your inner monologue, there, Lindsay. Uh oh. Okay. Wait. Nope. Nope. Not okay. So in terms of domestic, it is in second place behind Suicide Squad. Depressingly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's only just ahead of Independence Day by about four hundred million dollars. But uh, yeah, d- domestically it Did is you say it is highest. Just ahead by four hundred million. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Four hundred thousand uh, or uh, four four hundred thousand. Four hundred thousand. Sorry. <laughs> it's only Slide. just ahead by what Batman vs Superman made. So <laughs> it's only beating it by the the GDP national growth of Ukraine. Okay. <laughs> so. Um, in a very indistinct, wide amount of screens, uh, Fuego mm-hmm. got to see the other big film coming out this week, which is titled yeah. Midsommar. Mm-hmm. Fuego by, uh, by the, the next horror darling not named uh, <laughs> Jordan Peele. Why don't, you, why don't you tell us a little bit about this film? Yeah, so uh, lots of, I mean, hype, at least within the horror community, because of the fact that Hereditary was a feature debut from writer-director Ari Aster. Uh, It actually went on to become the highest grossing film ever for A24, who, you know, they're very hit and miss with the average horror fan, because they can trend into the kind of snooty mainstream of of cinephiles, and, you know, I guess that's off-putting for certain hardcore you know Cecil. like meat and meat and potatoes <laughs> horror fans i guess is a way that i would describe Cecil. it uh, yeah and, and yet cecil loved hereditary marcia who usually hates on a24 stuff like the witch and various others loved hereditary that was <laughs> one surprisingly <laughs> our whole family within the horror show at least like the, the core four we all loved it uh, I, I was shocked by that in all honesty uh and so yeah expectations were running high for this and i i saw it it, it was not a like fan slash press screening it was a press only and it was only a half full very small theater mm. beautiful visually i mean just i mean just the the color palette uh some of the camera work is just really extraordinary and just just some of the little nuanced visual effects that are almost like in the background in certain shots and stuff you, you see in the trailers to this film that people are drinking mushroom tea and stuff and they're like tripping out at this festival uh-huh. in sweden and uh, some of those those cues are, as as someone who has you know experienced some of that firsthand, it it felt very authentic, and it, it was very cool from that you know standpoint. At least as far as the look of the film, it was the familiarity of the story, and just the lack of likability for most of the characters that derailed a lot of it for me. Hereditary. So were they just not likable, or are they badly written? Just out of curiosity for the characters. I felt like it was they were deliberately not supposed to be likable. And okay. I know that that was the intent of Ari and, and it's, 
it gets a little bonkers in the third act. It, it, it's going to be a slow just trudge for a lot of people who want gore and want this and want that. Uh, so, so it is very 824 in that regard. Um, I, and yet I don't mind. I, I, I love The Witch. I really like some of that just, you know, mm-hmm. slow, you know, moody tension and stuff as opposed to the shock and awe that so many horror fans just need in their spectacular stuff. But mm-hmm. it was a mixed bag for me at the end of the day. And there are certain plot points from the, the beginning of the movie that I didn't feel were given adequate explanation and just proved rather throwaway. The, the setup with our main character, especially like how she it's it's a film that deals with loss once again, just like hereditary. Mm-hmm. And it also deals with how things are cyclical and, uh, uh, you know, just trying to have that that redemptive aspect. All familiar themes from hereditary, obviously. I, but I just didn't feel like the execution was as good here. And, and I didn't feel like the that performance from our main actress was as memorable as Tony Collette's. I've heard Tony was like, yeah, yeah. Talk about getting screwed over at the Oscars. Tony Collette, at least a nomination. Um, I've heard vague comparisons to Wicker Man. Is that just because they're outside partying or is no, they're, it's, it's tough not to confirm without spoiling, but as a big fan of the original Christopher Lee film, there's, and I said this off air before we started. It's one thing to make an homage, but it's another thing that mm-hmm. borders on like remake with certain aspects and oh. uh, yeah, with the certain finale mm-hmm. comparisons. It, it, it does a lot of different things, but then there's a lot of things where it does almost identically. And for me, I just had some issues with that, and I actually was unaware until I watched Stuckman's review after, and this isn't me here championing Chris Stuckman or anything, but I, <laughs> he's a big YouTuber, and I, I'm always curious his reaction on certain things, and I, I agree with him sometimes, and other times I don't, but he actually pointed out some things I was unaware of, that there was a film called Midsummer a few years ago about a character who suffers a great loss of a loved one, goes to Sweden for a similar festival, encounters terror kind of stuff i haven't seen that film so i don't know how directly similar they may be but Mm. i mean those sort of correlations uh, i don't know maybe it was intentional by ari who knows Mm. but um yeah so there's there's some who have pointed out the lack of originality at least on on the storytelling side of things but i mean visually you you can tell he is a master of the craft as far as just you know the the Beautiful color cinematography and just look of this movie in in general is is great. Everything else, little little mixed for me. Just on a scale of one to ten, how many Nicolas Cages are there screaming, "Not the bees, not the bees, not the"? (laughs) And you know what's funny? I've never seen the remake of The Wicker Man. I've only only seen that scene, you know, because I I love the original film and the original. I I mean, and this this movie even starts almost identically that the original Wicker Man does, you know, with like dancing naked chicks and weird singing and stuff. I don't know. There's there's a lot of similarities, but you, it's... I mean, he, he's warned his inspiration on his sleeve throughout most of the promotional process and everything. So, I don't know. I guess I was just hoping for something a little bit, bit different. And there's one scene in the third act where all of the journalists were laughing at this scene where it gets really weird, and I'm not sure if it was intentional or not. There's some who have argued that it was. There's others who have argued that uh, it, it wasn't, and mm. I don't know. When you guys see it, know what i'm talking about yeah interesting in new york there's there's lots of uh blending um because they'll rent out half a theater and usually more often than not i'm sitting in uh half and half 
screening where it's it's half you know critics and and journalists and half people that you know won tickets or whatever and that is a better experience because um if something hits in in a show like that you know it, when it wins over the entire room that that's when you know all right movie you did all right here so i can't imagine watching a movie in in a completely uh critic filled house I, i'd almost want to I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'd want to do. No, well, it's, a good it's point. usually like a somber thing, right? Yeah. People are is isn't isn't that true? It's not really like whooping and cheering and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, at least from my experience. I, I mean, okay. most of ours are at the exact same setup as as CP was just saying that it's it's usually we have a specific press section in the very center, mm-hmm. usually the okay. prime seats, you know, the middle, you know, rows mm-hmm. from the uh, initial little railing the until you know, like five five yep. six rows up, and yeah, and then the rest is filled out with people who have either won tickets or whatever else, and so that is a, a much better gauge of quality and i mean maybe not even quality but just effectiveness of the film because you can argue quality all you want and you know that's all relative but if there's just that consensus of positivity and enjoyment uh, and yeah it, it, it was definitely a little stuffy in that room guys i gotta say uh-huh. it was a much much smaller theater too it wasn't like a big huge theater i guess hereditary screened in the same one in tempe just outside of phoenix you know two years ago or like a year and a half ago or whatever it was but what a quick turnover for ari to have another movie like yeah. you know about a year and a half later but, you know it's nuts. it's like i said he yeah, it's it, it, him and Jordan Peele for for as much as whatever the hell else is going on with with mainstream horror. You have these two guys. Uh, perhaps Jordan Peele speaks a little bit more to the mainstream, uh, but Ari Aster is is you know should be in the same conversation because they they both have a little bit extra to say than just I'm gonna pull a jump scare. Which um, I don't know if you guys have seen the it too i don't know if it's new but it might have been my first time seeing the it too trailer in front of child's play this past weekend but mm. i'm i'm not too excited uh, or maybe i'm just guarded mm. do you guys know I, the the trailer i'm talking about where she's uh, waiting for tea at at the old or, or her old house yeah. It looks okay. I, I, I um, I'm not sure if we really need to go into the history of Pennywise. Like, I think he's interesting without it. Uh, but I'm excited. I think the cast is good. Oh, I think it's a horribly missed opportunity that they didn't cast Seth Green in this because Seth Green was a kid in the '92 version. He should have been yeah. an adult in this hey. one. It's like, come on, does beep beep Richie? But he was done so wonderfully by dude from Night Court. Man, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> That um, poor guy. Yeah. yeah. So, so to to news. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, Aladdin uh, dethroned Toy Story four in Korea. Um, oh wow! So I, I don't know what that says. I don't know if it was just released. North or south? I'm, I'm kidding. I, I have Korea. <laughs> I got, <laughs> it, it could have shown. They could have combined the numbers. All I have is Korea here. I'm assuming it's south. I don't know if this was its opening weekend in Korea, but it dethroned Toy Story 4. So I don't know what that means. It's just intriguing one way or another. Um, Spider-Man already released in China. $97 million, which is a lot of money no matter where you go, let alone China where you know, 13 is a surprise. Um we had a couple of trailers drop this week. I don't know, gents, if you'd like to talk about the 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 two. Well, I guess we could start with Charlie's Angels. Oh yeah. 
Mm. I totally forgot about that. Directed already. by uh, Elizabeth yeah. Banks. Yeah. Who did I, so great with the uh, what was the Pitch singing Perfect movies? Three, right? Yeah, Didn't that's, she right. That? that's right. Yeah, did, she did direct it. Uh, did she just write direct three, or did she direct two as well? Does it matter? Yeah, maybe she did do both. Uh, <laughs> I know three was when they tried to add the, add the action element into it, and I don't know. I think it fell, fell uh, flat. Uh, it was flat pitched for some people. Oh, yeah, but hey. Yo, that's a hey. for you. Popsicle stick choke, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know uh, when I left Pitch Perfect 3, I said, you know what? This director's going places. I need to know more uh, about uh, what. What do you got, I, Lindsay? I knew it. She did not direct three. She directed two. Huzzah! Oh, so okay. who directed? Who, even worse. Who directed three then? Oh, I, 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 <laughs> name not I, there. I, First name, I, last I, name. I, I've got a friend in the Pitch Perfect franchise, so I try to defend it when I can. Okay. So yeah, she did not direct three. She directed two. But I, I will look up who directed three right now. So wait, now. what Pitch. is it? What is is it? Is it that that I'm thinking of? Is Elizabeth Banks's credits specifically PP two? And nothing else. Uh, I feel like she worked something else since then. She had six. Uh, Trish Sai, whoever the hell that is, directed PP three, but Elizabeth Banks directing credits. She has six of them. Uh Uh, Oh, include okay. Two of them are are, so one's Charlie's Angels and one's something else that's a TV movie. So we won't count those. Sure. Her other directing credits are a segment of Moody Movie Forty Three. Not a good start. Uh, Yeah. And oh, and then two short films. Uh, just had a little heart attack and something called AIDS. We did it. Wow. <laughs> Everyone has AIDS. My grandpa AIDS, AIDS, AIDS. AIDS, 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 AIDS. Sorry. <laughs> At least we haven't said no, the F word yet, friend. I guess. So th- I, yeah. I don't know if saying AIDS a bunch of times counts as R rated, but. Fungical? So, so have you guys seen the trailer with, with, with the, the all star cast for, for Charlie's Angels? I really didn't have much reaction to it. Like, I like that Patrick Stewart's in it. Yeah. Um, that's always a good time. Uh, I, I, I've always been a fan of What's Your Face outside of the Twilight movies. Kristen so I guess Stewart. I should say always. Kristen yeah, Kristen Stewart. Stewart. Yeah. An underrated actress. Yes. I, I completely concur there. I, yeah. I cool. quite enjoyed her performance in Camp X-Ray, which, which doesn't... Or uh, Personal Shopper. Personal really, Shopper. Really good movie. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I liked her uh, in American Ultra. Um, although, what's it... That, yeah, that guy's got himself in some hot water right now. I gotta say, Landis's oh. kid. There's all the he's 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 oh, yeah. the newest one that they're all going after, man. Oops, so Max. Yeah, yeah, shame, yeah shame, sorry, shame, Max. Yeah. Oh, and uh, uh, it's also Jasmine is in it. Naomi Scott. Oh, Jasmine in, uh, from from the the live action uh, Aladdin. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, hmm. I I even knowing that I still don't recognize who you're talking about. I remember seeing the trailer and thinking, cool. What, what is this? What is happening? Why is this a thing? Yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Maybe we need Charlie's Angels in 2019. Uh, I, that's what I'm saying. Maybe. I, I just, it's, uh, wait, there's two different Bosleys. Wait, how many Bosleys are in this movie? We have Elizabeth Banks as Bosley. Uh, I can never pronounce his name right. Uh, uh, Digimon Hanzu uh, <laughs> and Patrick Stewart, and because I, I can't pronounce his name, I'll just say it. The guy from like Guardians of the Galaxy was like the robot guy who was uh, like, 
Um, uh, I just can't pronounce D-G-I-M-O-N. I apologize. I'm a white boy. Uh, that's a lot of Bosleys. <laughs> How many Bosleys do we need? Brie Larson in the chat says, the Charlie's Angels reboot is missing the stylistic touch from the McGee films. I don't know if that's in jest or what, but I, I actually agree with that. There's some flair to those McGee Charlie's Angels well, and there's a flair to pretty much everything Mick G does. <laughs> That's I a mean, fair point. <laughs> I, I, I honestly really like The Babysitter with Samara Weaving. Uh, That's a fun Netflix bit of stupidity. Uh -huh. uh, it's not, I, I'm not the biggest fan of Salvation, but there's a. I was just having an argument this past weekend at Mad Monster with somebody declaring how they think it's way better than Rise of the Machines, Jenny Smith, uh, you know, everything except for the first <laughs> two films. And I was just like, wow, okay. Whoa. But. Uh, yeah, I took a brief glance at the trailer when I was at the convention, and I can't say anything in, in particular stood out to me aside from that uh, that blonde like kind of cut that the uh, Stewart's got going on. Yeah. I thought she looked very easy on the eyes, but you know, whatever. It's yeah. Cool. yeah, I don't I don't understand it, like in the land of of tone deafness, where where does this fit? Because you have Men in Black where where they're shoehorning lines about women and queens uh, a couple times in the film. Charlie's Angels, when you think about what Charlie's Angels is, how how is that a 2019 film? Well, you, you it, it's just you'd have to update it uh, heavily update it to the point where you might as well just call it something else almost, right. I'd argue. But, uh, but name recognition, it's always going to get more money than... I guess I shouldn't say always. Some things have flopped horribly. Uh, <laughs> but... I, I can see it working. I'm not terribly thrilled about it at this moment. I'll need to see more about it or learn more about it. But uh, it's just I, I'm just so tired of seeing old things. I guess that's my biggest complaint about this. Like we've seen two or three Charlie's Angels movies this century. Was it one or two or three? How this many is the third one. Oh, this, this is the Full third one. Yeah, the, 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 was the second one. And this that's one. right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it was just the two. Um, it's. I, I, it could be good. I always want to see good movies more than I want to see bad movies, so I hope it's good. I'm not really holding out hope, but fingers crossed. It's going to get chewed up by whatever is left of Terminator because I think they're going yeah. pretty close to each other. Yeah, I want to say this is the this is the 19th, I want to say, that it comes out. Are they going the same weekend? Because I thought Terminator was, or, was pretty... Excuse me, no, no, November 15th for Charlie's Angels. Uh, I would have to cross-reference real quick for Terminator. It's, it's tight. Uh, I don't know if it's the yeah. week before or week after, but Terminator's mid to late November. That's really tight. Okay, yeah. November 1st. So there, there is two weeks oh, in really? between, but but that, which might give them enough breathing, breathing room, I guess, for all the, you know, girl power in these sort of... Uh, sort of franchises but you know just to echo what, what Lindsay just said though about you know always wanting to see something new as opposed to just okay the recognizability of this ip it's at least going to get their butts in the door initially but that doesn't mean word of mouth is going to keep them coming in but mm -hmm. pretty much every news story that i was looking at that i was going to mention to you guys i'm just like okay sequel sequel remake sequel sequel re everything that i have mm -hmm. down here mm -hmm. from you know three from hell getting a release date to yeah, Paul Rudd joining Ghostbusters oh, to yeah. Bill and Ted face the music starting to film this week. Everything, with the exception of the fact that that uh, the trailer for Knives Out is supposed to be debuting tomorrow, which I'm very excited about. It's it's Ryan Johnson returning to noir kind of crime mm -hmm. stuff after pissing everybody off with hashtag not my noir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, but everything else, everything else is all remakes and sequels. Halloween 2020 is filming yep. in October yeah. too. We need to we need to oh tell God. everybody now yeah. that they're going to film in three months because. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so I can say that you know drum dumps can get going on uh, at least two different videos, two to three about just that that release uh, announcement or whatever. Should send a thank you letter to Universal every month or, or mm -hmm. a card or something. So the other yeah. trailer that that was dropped recently was the Jumanji trailer, which yeah. I have not seen. Oddly enough, I watched it right when I like I got home. I had some issues with my Skype, and I was trying to get my password like reset so I could get get a hold of you guys. And as I was like in the middle of that, I was multitasking, and I filmed a reaction to. Nice. Yeah, I, yeah. So I'm gonna put that up this evening after I get done with this, probably before heading to Spider Man, but. Uh, I enjoyed that Welcome to the Jungle movie so much more than I was anticipating. Uh -huh. I saw the trailers and I'm like, this is going to be trash, even with The Rock and mm -hmm. Jack Black, both of whom I love. Kevin Hart, a little more hit and miss for me. <laughs> but I had so many friends that saw it in theaters. And then especially when it got to Redbox and, and VOD and home release, we're like, dude, it's it's a lot more enjoyable than you may think it is. And I was like, all right, Redbox it. I loved it. I thought it was it's not, you know, the most enlightening, thought provoking stuff, but it was good goofy fun and i mean jack black acting as a chick was just unbelievably hilarious to me acting mm. like a teenage girl was just priceless so so, so cody leach in the chat hey sweetie um <laughs> dropping some knowledge on us that uh mm -hmm. jacob's ladder has a remake uh. and a trailer yeah, the trailer just hit today and that's one of my favorite early 90s just psychological horror films i've thought I mean, what what a performance from That's Tim an Robbins! That's an Adrian Lin film, right? I ooh, I believe so. It's sitting on my shelf. I should really know this, you know, <laughs> offhand. But this is apparently going to be a drastically different take on it from from what I was reading. And it it's a, about his brother supposedly dying in the war, and then uh, he finds out he's actually alive still. And uh, hmm. I'm not. I mean, it was originally going to go straight to VOD, and uh, then they actually found somebody who wanted to give it a limited theatrical. It's going to be coming out uh, in July exclusively to Dish, kind of like what they did with the hole in the ground. And then I believe August 30 is it. I thought I put it down. August 23rd is where they're going to be giving it just, you know, a, a little limited theatrical, kind of like what they did with hole in the ground as well. So mm. um, this is one that I'm not sure needed to be remade, but it is written by Jeff Bueller, the same guy who wrote the Pet Cemetery remake for better or for worse. Oh, cool. Like that one. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that alone will probably ruffle some proverbial <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess this means I need to see Jacob's Ladder, doesn't it? Uh... <laughs> as in the original or this yeah. new one? The original, yeah, it's something original I've been putting off. Nightmares. It's really dude. dark, dude. It's ah, really? yeah. Some of those surgical scenes are like on par with that fire in the sky scene. So yeah. Oh wow. Okay. As far as the movies, I I really am okay never seeing again. Jacob's Ladder is one of them, and and I really can't put my finger on why. Like I, I'll watch Human Centipede again. I can't explain why, but I I will not watch Jacob's Ladder again. But I I. I also can't tell you why. Brie Larson, uh, 99 cents in the super chat. Thank you very much. Hitting the tip jar. That's what's up. Gracias. <laughs> Thank you very much, Brie Larson. Um, yeah, so other than that, on, on the news front, uh, Avengers is less than two million away from the record. Oh, is it that close? I knew it was close. Mm -hmm. but... 2.77. Ooh. 
Ooh. So I'd say that's a done deal yeah. at this point. Yeah. It's... Happy Spider-Man, everyone. You're gonna, you're gonna, they're gonna be there and and break break the record because it it made I think five million this weekend. It's it's gonna do two in the next three or four days. It's over. <laughs> it, it made six. Yeah, it made six actually. It was up two hundred and seven percent from previous. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they dumped it on a whole bunch of more screens too. Yeah, and they added the deleted scene, and I, I mean, eh, it's, I don't know, double down, I guess. Do what you have to uh, get yourself over the threshold. But Was it necessary? I haven't seen it. Well, isn't it just like some random scene with the Hulk? Like the one thing that they added or something? I, I thought I read something online about that. You see, I was under the impression they finally added an end credit scene, but it was with unfinished special effects, according to what somebody was telling me at Mad Monster this weekend. So they were just trying to get it out there just to, I mean, they, they were originally going to save this for the home release. And then when they saw how close they got, they're just like, well, let's re-release it and make her, you know, make sure we get over. But uh, I don't know. Don't wow. on that one. <laughs> No, that's so uh, nice try says it made five million and needed twenty seven. How is that two million away? I could I could have my math wrong, Lindsay. Do you mind double checking that? I, I On it? could be wrong. I I might have carried a a one or or nine uh, instead instead of uh, I might have read it instead of twenty two. I read it as two. That that is there very possible. Plus, so a- Avatar is at two billion seven hundred and eighty-seven, and wait, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? End game. End game. End game. Two point uh, seven eight seven for for Avatar. Uh, yes, and End Game is currently sitting at two billion seven hundred and sixty-four. Oh, it, it is. It is twenty-four. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. All right, so. So maybe maybe not this this time next week. Thank you. Nice try. Uh, apologies. <laughs> nice but, try, CP. But, do, 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 do. but if it does make it, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take the claim anyway. <laughs> oh, and um, <laughs> thank you to Mikey Mnemonic in the super chat two dollar two pounds. Ooh. Yeah. That's yeah. That's that's one of my favorite peeps from from the horror show, man. Mikey's my boy. What up, dude? Thank you for uh, the support. Cody Leach says it's an unfinished, deleted Hulk scene and a scene from Far From Home. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Ooh, a little, little, little. That's interesting. There. Okay. He also said, uh, "Same writer's Pet Cemetery walks out." <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I, what's funny is like, I, I, I actually didn't hate the the. I guess I shouldn't say I hate it, but like I watched the the remake of the Pet Cemetery, and I'm like, ah, this is a movie, sure. And then like C- CP and I, uh, we did a thing on the the original. I'm like, wow, yeah, no, <laughs> just no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's 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 not the same. It just isn't the same. And I'm I'm glad you feel that way because the, the I don't know if it's emotion or something, but. The new one, I just, I just don't have any need to watch it again. Like somebody said, that there's an alternate ending out there that's pretty. There is, there is. We'll, we'll go on. Uh, it's, I, it's not really that much of a difference as far as the means to the end. It's just a different way of going about it, I guess. And I actually, they, they apparently, uh, with test audiences, showed both endings and. The one that did not get chosen was the original scripted ending, and the one that actually made the final cut was the one that tested better with audiences. I I personally like the script ending better. I feel like it's 
I don't want to say darker, but just it, it appealed to me as a Stephen King fan a little bit more so. But I will agree, it's a much more mean-spirited and darker film that I don't think necessarily captures the spirit, first and foremost, of the original movie. But you don't want to just remake something. You want to do something different. But I don't know if it necessarily captured the, the feel of the source material either. And being the Stephen King crazoid that I am with hosting that show and everything, I, I had a lot of problems with that film. Uh, and, you know... If if That's studios are this dependent on on test audiences, I think they should just have like paid, you know, le legit um test audiences for hire. <laughs> like that's like you know like somebody has the idea of having jurors, like full-time jurors. Have the same thing with test audiences. You, you know, you get somebody who specializes, you know, not specializes, but you know, I like horror and action. All right, you're, this is what we're going to show. We're going to show horror and action. You get twenty guys, or, or maybe fifty, just to make it better, and you, you don't have the rom-com lady sit on on the Pet Cemetery movie, and you know, vice versa. You pay these people like fifty grand, which isn't a lot, but all they're doing is watching movies and tell you what they think sucks. Perhaps if they're a little bit more invested in the project, everybody wins. But what do I know? Audience testing is a very – I've done it a couple of times <laughs> or, or studio, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Like, you know, pre-screen no, movies. Oh, <laughs> he's, he's like, let's call a spade a spade here. Come on. I thought you said studio. I'm like, okay, fine. Studio testing. Whatever studio, you want to call it. Studio, no, no, it's studio. Thing. This is true. They are synonymous. Stupid. 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 So they do them out here in LA pretty often. And I've gone to like three or four of them, even though, you know, A, I'm an actor, and B, I do YouTube videos. So that's two reasons why I shouldn't. But I'm so small. No one will ever know me, and it won't matter anyway. But anyway. Uh, but like it, it's a lot of fun because like when I saw what, what was it the um, Pride of Prejudice and Zombies, not only were some of the special effects not done, mm -hmm. they hadn't started them yet. So there's like a scene with like horses like charging across a field at like zombies or something. I don't remember exactly what it is, but it was horses on a field, and they basically just had like just just gliding over yeah. like partially rendered green space that was supposed to be this field and it was just like stick figures on top of just horses that aren't moving but are just sliding and it was absolutely hilarious and one of the greatest things I've ever seen in a movie so that alone made it worth it but I do agree that they should maybe not so randomize it so you're getting less I don't know I don't want to say Cletuses in there that don't oh, know what they're talking about it but less Cletuses you know what pay them less and offer them some of that back end teat you know what? Maybe. All right, we're going to pay you 30 grand, which is not mu much at all. You can't live on 30 grand in this country. But if, if you help... if you're in California. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, New York or New York. Um, <laughs> but if you help us make the right decision and this movie ends up making more than we expect, we'll, we'll throw, you know, a grand, two grand your way. Yeah, back on bonuses. That's on. That. Yeah. I'd be all over that, man. I'd be applying to that weekly till they did to accept it. Yeah. Like. You're, just, you're just watching movies and giving notes. Like, yeah. You know, treat it seriously. What do huh. I? Know? What do I know? I'm just some idiot. I, you know what? I, the people in management are always better because they're there and we aren't, so they're better. <laughs> just don't question them. They're, if, I, I already hate myself for making that joke. <laughs> <laughs> You're like oh, going after the infallible. Oh no, man. <laughs> so what? What? What are the plans for the week, gents? 
Uh, well, now that I know that Spider-Man's tonight, I'm definitely watching Spider-Man tonight. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm doing the same thing. So uh, I was, uh, well, it's not it's not box office. I was going to re-binge some Stranger Things at some point. But yeah, uh, I mean, since I've already seen seen Midsommar, uh, I, I still haven't seen Late Night. That's one that I keep hearing good things about. And it's mm. still in theaters, although just a couple screens at this point. It didn't really like, you know, I, and I was still so curious about Anna, which we talked about two weeks ago, you know. Yeah, yeah so... I mean, I, I always have something in my back pocket that I still haven't had the chance to check out yet that I'm like, all right, I got three a week on this stubs. And if it's not something I had pressed for, <laughs> I have to like, like I, I hurt inside if I don't use my, my three a week. I, I generally <laughs> like uh, my, my, my inner thriftiness just cries out in pain. So are you thrift shop walking? Got to mm-hmm. buy some cabs. I only got 20. I'll got to stop. <laughs> Lindsay, what, what do you got coming up? Uh, well, I know I've been kind of uh, inconsistent on my videos and teasing things out, but Stranger Things is this week, and Stranger Things is my bread and butter, my friend. So there is no way I am not doing a video on Stranger Things, especially because I'm constantly predicting stuff on this show. It's so crazy. I love it. Wait, uh, wait, yeah, no. Three no. is what, Friday or Thursday? Uh, Midnight Wednesday. on Thursday, yeah. So oh, as God. Wednesday segues over into Thursday, July fourth, yeah, that's where that's when it's all all episodes, I and they're, they're, they're they're going back to eight episodes, I guess, for this one after doing what nine the previous season. So yeah. Oops. Well, I mean, the, the the extra episode they added and got all the bad flack. Even though oh, I, everybody I, hated that one, right? <laughs> I thought it was all right, uh, but yeah, there was a huge negative backlash yeah. to it. Uh, do you what want to you know what do? I watched this weekend? The the last yeah, three seasons of Breaking Bad, which, oh. I, which I've already seen. So okay. I, I could have spent that time watching Stranger Things, but I I fell <laughs> knee deep in that final couple of seasons of Breaking Bad because uh, name me a better final couple of seasons, and and then I'll go watch that show because Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones. The final couple of seasons are... <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't keep a straight face after that. <laughs> so yeah, I wasted... I wasted. I, I have not seen season two of Stranger Things yet, so I wasted that time very clearly. Mm. Um, so you're going to have a video on... Well, I, I don't know when exactly I'll get the video because I'm actually working uh, a double Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. <laughs> Oh, wow. wow. So uh, I will get the video out. I just don't know when, but Stranger Things is my shiznit. Uh, I play D&D now regularly. It's the first time I can say I play D&D regularly since Stranger Things started. So, yeah, I'm doing something. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's helped with the reemergence a little bit of the whole tabletop uh, industry. I mean, it wasn't obviously, you know, exclusively responsible, but it helped a lot with just general interest in, you know, more of that stuff, you know, coming back hard, man. Yeah, I 100% agree. It's for the better. We all need to be using our imagination more. And I love video games, but they only get the imagination so much. You know what I mean? Like, it's the lecture level. Fuego, mm-hmm. what do you got coming up? Uh, honestly, that's the... Since I've seen Midsommar, I mean, definitely going to be a review of Far From Home coming up. Maybe even as soon as tomorrow, if I do end up going to the midnight screening. Mm-hmm. Um, and aside from that, yeah, Stranger Things, and there really isn't... A, Aside from checking out, you know, some some of the backlog stuff and catching up on on Patreon things for for the horror show, um, 
I, I was reading, at least uh, listening on the Audible to that Stranger Things. Uh, it's like a prequel novel that Ooh. deals with um, what's-his-face's character from the first season. They actually have two different prequel novels out now, and there's Ooh. also the and there's the comic book series uh, about you know Will being in the Upside Down. That's four issues from Dark Horse that uh, Cecil also passed along to me. That I don't know. It's it's going to be kind of a Stranger Things week, I would imagine. So I'm I, I can echo Lindsay's sentiments there. But uh, yes, tonight, far from home. I'm going to have to catch up. Um, so if you're watching, I'm definitely going to read some of that stuff. Thanks for the tip on that, Fuego. Ooh, by the way, I'm going to check ooh, that out. They're going to yeah. be nerdy about their nerdiness. <laughs> yeah, and also to be fair, I should probably mention that. So I, I don't know if either of you are familiar with Mr. Mercedes. The well, it's it's been a TV series for two seasons on the AT and T Audience Network. It's okay. based on kind of a kind of a crime thriller sort of uh, trilogy that Stephen King wrote. Uh, he started writing it five years ago. Essentially, set up is uh, all these people are waiting to get into a job fair early in the morning, like four or five in the morning, and some guy steals a Mercedes Benz, one of the bigger ones, and just plows through all the people and kills like dozens of them and then escapes and so it's this it's this retired cop named bill hodges who essentially is trying to figure out who this mr mercedes killer is when he starts taunting him and sending him letters and trying that trying to mess with him and uh, it was turned into those two seasons of a tv series but uh tomorrow evening on the horror show at 7 p.m eastern we're going to be doing a live stream talking about the fifth anniversary of the book so i should at least mention that so you know direct some 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 attention to the the, the flagship of what i do even if in, in fuego attainment is you know something i'm desperately trying to get get revving up more so 7 p.m revit west uh uh not est 7 p.m uh uh, what? Actually, actually seven Eastern, four, uh, four, four seven. Pacific, seven Eastern. Yeah, I'm actually. I, I always try to start those earlier because I have so much of an international audience with Hail to Stephen King, and people over in the UK and different parts of Europe that really want to tune in. I have to start those as early as possible for them to have even a snowball's chance of staying up late to to participate. Mm -hmm. So, and uh, if you're watching and you missed any of this and you want to listen to our fun voices while you're doing a workout or doing your morning run or walking the dog or whatever we are uh over where over there uh on on your podcasting networks apple Podcasts, google podbean we're all over the place just look for show business oddly enough we we will come up when you search for show business and you can you can listen to these very episodes uh and if you're listening uh, we, we do this live with visual aids every Monday night at 9 Eastern uh, on my YouTube channel, W-I-L-I-S-C-R-E-D-I-A. Uh, <laughs> for Lindsay and Fuego, I've been 4th of July. We're in the money, oh, I'm on the honey. Let's let it, set it, set it, bro.